The Bible Podcast is here to help get us in the Word together, in those small pockets of time that we can find doing chores or tasks, traveling or commuting, and it doesn't have to be hard or complicated. So come on in, have a seat, and let's read the Bible together. This is your host, Virginia Price. Welcome to the Bible Podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Podcast. I'm excited to be with you. Virginia here, starting a new week and a new start to this goal that we have of reading the Bible more, getting in the Word, and spending time with God. I want to do something a little bit different over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Let's call it the first quarter of the new year. I want to tackle a couple of different topics. I want to talk through some common questions and common desires that people have when it comes to um, just being a Christian, getting in the Word, spending time with God, complex issues that we, you know, think about sometimes or maybe some people struggle with. And I don't necessarily need to or want to spend a full week on some of these topics. They might just be a in a day or two, um, because it's not going to be a deep dive. But I want to just spend a couple of days working on a couple of things and then move on to the next. And so instead of having more of a themed week each time, we might spend a couple of days on a topic and then move on to the next. And so just make sure to pay attention to those uh, episode titles, because it'll give you a better idea as to what's going on click on that description, see what we're reading, and then join along with us. I'm really happy uh, to be back. Even though this is not the first week in January, it kind of feels like the first week in January because, you know, last week we kind of had to get our feet wet. We had to get back into the flow and, and, and start going back to jobs and school. And this week feels really like, okay, we're back. We're in it. Let's get back to our routine. Let's dig into those New Year's resolutions and the things that we wanted to do. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into it today. We are starting uh, this particular week in Mark chapter six. We are going to talk about and look at the concept of how to have consistent daily quiet time with God. It's something that a lot of people talk about and struggle with. And um, quiet time with God is really important. It builds up our faith and it builds up our uh, relationship with Him and it helps us in numerous ways. So we're just going to kind of start tippy-toeing through that this week. And we're going to go ahead and do that in Mark 6. If you're reading along with us, you can join us in the NLT. Otherwise, kick back and just put those listening ears on. Jesus rejected at Nazareth, verse 1. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. They asked, where did he get all this wisdom and power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph, Judas and Simon, and his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Jesus sends out the twelve disciples. Verse 7. Then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people. And he called his twelve disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick, no food, no traveler's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you've abandoned those people to their fate. So the disciples went out telling everyone they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. And they cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with olive oil. 
the death of John the Baptist, verse 14. Herod Antipas, the king, soon heard about Jesus because everyone was talking about him. Some were saying, this must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. That is why he can do such miracles. Others said, he's a prophet Elijah. Still, others said, he's a prophet like the other great prophets of the past. When Herod heard about Jesus, he said, John the man I beheaded has come back from the dead. For Herod had sent soldiers to arrest and imprison John as a favor to Herodias. She had been his brother Philip's wife, but Herod had married her. John had been telling Herod, it is against God's law for you to marry your brother's wife. So Herodias bore a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But without Herod's approval, she was powerless. For Herod respected John, and knowing that he was a good and holy man, he protected him. Herod was greatly disturbed whenever he talked with John, but even so, he liked to listen to him. Herodias' chance finally came on Herod's birthday. He gave a party for his high government officials, army officers, and the leading citizens of Galilee. Then his daughter, also named Herodias, came and performed a dance at greatly priest Herod and his guests. Ask me for anything you like, the king said to the girl, and I will give it to you. He even vowed, I will give you whatever you ask, up to half my kingdom. She went out and asked her mother, what should I ask for? Her mother told her, ask for the head of John the Baptist. So the girl hurried back to the king and told him, I want the head of John the Baptist right now on a tray. Then the king deeply regretted what he had said, but because of the vows he had made in front of his guests, he couldn't refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner to the prison to cut off John's head and bring it to him. The soldier beheaded John in the prison, brought his head on a tray, and gave it to the girl who took it to her mother. When John's disciples heard what had happened, they came to get his body and buried it in a tomb. Jesus feeds 5,000, verse 30. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw a huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, You feed them. With what, they asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have? He asked. Go and find out. <clears throat> they came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish and looked up towards heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterwards the disciples picked up the twelve baskets of leftover bread and fish. A total of five thousand men and their families were fed. Jesus walks on water, verse 45. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida, while he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then he climbed into the boat, the wind stopped, and they were totally amazed. 
for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. They brought the boat to shore and climbed out. The people recognized Jesus at once, and they ran throughout the whole area, carrying sick people on mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, in villages, cities, or the countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplaces. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. So there's a lot going on in that uh, chapter, and there's many different things that it kind of jumps to. But what's important and what kind of anchors these pieces in the chapter is that Jesus went away and he was secluded. He sent the disciples out, and you know, then it goes into talking about John the Baptist. He wanted to go into a quiet place. He told all of them to go to a quiet place and to pray and to be there. And then he again went out. And so even in the midst of whatever you have going on, even if it's three minutes, two minutes, um, I know there are some busy people out there. I know I have times in my life that have, that were so packed, sun up to sundown, it felt like I didn't have a minute. But can I be real with y'all? Like I had a point in my life where I had four children under the age of four and it's a lot. And sometimes in the course of the day, the only time you have to yourself is when you go to the bathroom. Even then, if you're a mom, you don't even have that to yourself all the time. But if that was the only t- chance that I got to be in a room with behind a closed door without someone clawing, crying, crying, clawing, climbing, whatever on me, I would take a moment to just sit with God and talk to him, or at least just be quiet and quiet in my mind and close my eyes enough to just connect with him. And even if that was the only moment I got, that was okay because that's what I had to work with in that moment. But but it's important to seek after those quiet times to be with God. And being here and reading his word, that is a moment. But to get quiet before him is important to hear his voice and to hear what he has for you and how to to direct you and things that he needs to talk to you about. So find that moment wherever it is and just get quiet before the Lord. And even if you only have a couple of minutes or a couple moments even, take it and take a deep breath and reconnect with Holy Spirit. Much love to all of you guys. I hope you have a great day. Come back tomorrow and we're jumping in to Mark chapter seven. See ya. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you in our audience and I hope you come over to our Instagram and join our community there at underscore the Bible podcast. Our podcast is a ministry production of The Sevenfold. If you'd like to know more about us and what we do, please visit our site at thesevenfold.com. Thanks again for joining me today. And until next time, much love from The Bible Podcast.